For the New York State AFL-CIO, I'm Darcy Wells, and this is Union Strong. What do we want? And what do we want? Terminal workers at United Metro Energy Corporation in Brooklyn, New York, have been on strike since mid-April. Workers at UME voted to join Teamsters Local 553 back in 2019, and they've been on strike for their first union contract. Joining me to talk about the campaign, what workers are fighting for, and who they're up against is Andre Solon. He's a worker and leader in the strike. Andre's a terminal operator. Andre, thank you for joining me on the Union Strong podcast. You're welcome. So you and your co-workers voted to join the Teamsters two years ago, just about now. Can you talk to me about that? What was behind that decision to unionize in the first place? Well, it was a necessary decision. Uh, we worked for years without a raise, had poor working conditions, very low salaries, way below the industry standards. And uh, then we were treated unfairly. For instance, we had additional duties added to what we do daily uh, without any extra compensation, no additional compensation. Uh, Dismissal was at will. Mm -hmm. There was no process behind it. And uh, the medical was uh, inadequate. So we needed some representation to help us along with uh, getting these things uh, corrected. So so just um, explain to us, if you can, at, at United Metro Energy, what goes on there? This is, this is a fuel um, di- distribution corporation. Is that what it is? Yes, it's a fuel. Uh, well, we move fuel throughout the city. And besides fuel... They also install and service boilers. So it's a a service entity plus uh, fuel distribution. Okay, so that's essential work throughout the pandemic for sure. Uh, You know, you're helping, right, heating people's homes and things. Um, It doesn't feel like you're being um, appreciated as an essential worker, that's for sure. So when you talk about um, the working conditions and the lower pay, what what is a typical hourly rate and how does it compare to other energy corporations? Okay, so the the typical hourly rate uh, for, for somebody who does what we do, is somewhere between $32 and $48 per hour. Mm-hmm. And our rate wages were uh, between $15 and $27 per hour. Okay, significantly uh, it, lower, yeah. Much lower, yeah. Uh, so that was the path of the push also to get the union in. And what about um, the working conditions or the extra responsibilities? Talk to me about that a little bit. Yes. uh, Well, the working conditions were not fair to us. Uh, We had added responsibilities uh, like uh, uh, if somebody installed a boiler or water heater, there was additional responsibility to remove that, uh, to look at the asbestos conditions to look at the cleanliness of the place and so forth, that should be assessed before. Uh, 
in in terms of uh, maintenance around the terminal itself we will add this was added to us and uh, there was no additional compensation plus security duties were added on and there is no additional compensation for any of it so in addition to that there wasn't any review process especially since the union was voted in so so all of that would add, was added without compensation. Okay. And so can, what about the workforce? It's my understanding it's mostly immigrants who were looking for a better life for themselves and their families. Is that right? Yes. Um, the majority of us are immigrants from various places, uh, not to mention most of us are people of color also. And we came here to look for a better life and we we did put forward our our uh our best work mm -hmm. uh, we, we were here throughout the pandemic uh we worked throughout the, all of the covid uh, uh ups and downs we supplied fuel to the city uh mta schools, hospitals. We couldn't do any of this from home. We serviced the, the fleet that delivered the oil. Our mechanics uh, daily does that. And our service people had to install, maintain service boilers, water heaters, and so forth. And uh, all of that was throughout the pandemic. Uh, <clears throat> uh, so. All of this was essential work, and we didn't mind. We don't mind doing it. We're here to make a better life, a better life for ourselves and our families. Uh, being an immigrant uh, I, and being people of color, I think that matters a lot. Do you feel like? That, you, do you feel like you're being taken advantage of? That's correct. Mm -hmm. Uh, we're in a more vulnerable position than somebody in the majority community. Mm -hmm. And so that factors into our our being uh, uh, slighted and taken advantage of. Andre, I think it's worth pointing out that uh, United Metro Energy Corporation is owned by billionaire John Katzmatidis. Um, does that kind of just another dig to you, knowing that it's somebody so wealthy and capable of pay, uh, paying workers fairly and, of course, treating them fairly, is the one that's uh, standing in the way here. Yes. And uh, in addition to that, he himself is a, an, an immigrant. Mm. Uh, the difference is that uh, major difference is that he was given, afforded the opportunities that we were, were trying to get. And he's tight-fisted about just giving us what is required. Uh, I'm not sure why he's that uh, uh, adamant not to do the right thing, not to do the fair thing, while we're here putting out what we need to put out so that he could be successful. So um, how did it get to the point where you decide, because that's a tough decision, right? It's a lot of sacrifice to say, we're going to walk out. We're going to stand together and push back in a way that, you know, calls for a lot of sacrifice on your part. So how did you get to the point where you say, you know, that's it. The majority of us agree and we're going to strike. 
employees of United Metro Energy standing outside of their Greenpoint facility Friday holding signs that say on strike as they demand for a pay raise, a pension, and better health care. Uh, yes, it came to that point when uh, we realized that quite a lot of our co-workers were being dismissed uh, at will. Mm -hmm. it, to us, it looked like there was no process behind it. And uh, we we needed to have something there. Besides that, we we had to uh, work for hours. Some days, some days uh, long hours. And then in order for them not to pay us fair, a fair overtime rate, they would have the next day or a couple of days down the line that they would dismiss us early for that day so that it doesn't add up to 40 hours. So this, this overtime is not structured properly to benefit the worker and the company. It's only benefiting the company. Mm -hmm. and so, so, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that kind of structure and the compensation and the wages, the low wages, kind of pushed us towards making this decision that we need some representation besides relying on the management. And when you say people have been fired at will, has there been retaliation specifically against workers who have spoken out? Uh, yes, we feel that way. And uh, uh, some of the folks who are pro-union were dismissed uh, much earlier. Have you been retaliated against? Yes, I have been retaliated against. I was dismissed. I sent a letter of uh, permanent replacement on the first day of the strike, which is April 19th. And what was the reason given? The reason was luck of the draw. So the first, first day you go on strike, you get a letter that says you're being permanently replaced. Yes. Uh -huh. And so, and other people have been dismissed. So what about, what does that mean for your benefits and things? Right. The benefits are also terminated. Uh, and this affected our families uh, severely. We have one particular worker who has a diabetic son. And he has to have insulin on a regular basis. That was cut off. And that could have been life-threatening. Uh, there's one who had to have surgery on his feet, required surgery, and that was pulled out from under him. So he had to uh, pay out of pocket, and that's very expensive. Gee, so this is absolute hardship for all of you. So what have you been doing, Andre? I mean, I know that uh, the president, our president of the New York State AFL-CIO recently signed on uh, to a letter of support. And I, and I see that I've seen the rat out there on social media. You've got people uh, in labor coming out to support you. Describe for us the scene out there on the picket line. Well, we've been out there now for almost four months. And uh, we've been fortunate to have from time to time support from other unions and uh, community leaders. Because nothing is more important than standing with the workers who run this city and ensure we have energy, which is a human right, and ensures that we have it and that it's working. 
And uh, regular folks from the community, mm -hmm. they've been coming around, uh, they've been uh, marching with us, and they've been bringing us uh, supplies we need, like water and drink, mm -hmm. especially in this heat. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So we've, we've had fair support from the community and the politicians that were there so far. And um, are you optimistic? I mean, are you are talks ongoing or at least happening or scheduled? Yes, talks are happening, uh, but uh, most of the talks that are happening are scheduled to happen, are scheduled far few and far between. Mm -hmm. uh, and when that when it's when it's scheduled, uh, the Red Apple Group lawyers, they usually are around uh, not for a long, a, a good amount of time to have anything substantial done. There's usually a schedule, especially for Mr. Castamatidis to leave within 45 minutes to an hour of negotiation. Mm. So that uh, puts us in a position where not much is done between an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, so that puts us uh, on the defensive constantly. Well, Andre, if, for people who are listening right now, is there something that they can do to help you or support you? How, what can people do? Yes. Um, well, they can uh, go to the Teamsters website and uh, and uh, that's at teamsters.nyc slash locals dot uh, slash local dash five five three. Uh, or they can call 212-929-6828. Uh, that, that would help. There's also social media postings on, on the website from Mr. Casimatidis, he has a radio show, mm -hmm. uh, a regular radio show uh, on WABC Radio, which he owns. And he has a regular show there. You can post uh, opinions and information there. And you can support us on the line itself. The line, you can join us anytime from 8 uh, from 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. seven days a week at 500 Kingsland Avenue in Brooklyn. Okay. Well, Andre, thank you. We're going to make sure we put that information in our show notes, and um, we'll certainly be active uh, on social media as well, uh, drumming up more support for you. We want to see this come to a good conclusion for all of you. I, kn I know it's uh, tough being out there, so... Um, just, yeah, hang in there and um, we'll certainly be supporting you. So, Andre, thank you for taking the time. Andre Solon is with the United Metro Energy Corporation, a terminal worker there, and he's uh, leading this strike. And it's a tough one. Andre, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Joining me now on the podcast is our digital director and the editor of the podcast, Kevin Eitzman. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Darcy. Well, we both know that decision to strike is a tough one. You know, people obviously don't take it lightly for the reasons we just heard Andre describe. Right. It, it affects their family, the, the son with 
diabetes and and then you know the company being so callous as to cut off uh the healthcare benefits and and permanently replacing these workers there there's never a lack of uh uh CEOs that seem to have no moral compass when mm-hmm. it when it comes to this they really need to negotiate with these workers and do what's right by them and and get them back in the workplace with benefits and take care of it. And I know, um, you know, we can share things on social media, but can we, we can add some, uh, Andre talked about the website and phone number, which I know is tough to take in when you're listening, but we can include that in our show notes so people know how they can help. Yep. We'll have the website, the the number to call in, uh, social media posts, and we're going to keep trying to talk about this issue, you know, as it goes on. One that's important and we need Absolutely. to fight for it. Right. Absolutely. And the workers are so critical. Uh, they, they stuck with it throughout this while so many of us are working from home. And then this is the uh, this is how they get treated so unfairly. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, sir. Thanks for listening to the Union Strong podcast. If you like what you're hearing, you can subscribe and give us a rating. This has been a production of the New York State AFL-CIO. Our president is Mario Salento. Our secretary treasurer is Terry Melvin. We're a federation of 3,000 unions representing 2.5 million union members, retirees, and their families with one goal, to raise the standard of living and quality of life of all working people. We keep New York State unions strong by fighting for better wages, better benefits, and better working conditions. For more information on the labor movement in New York, visit nysaflcio.org. Until next time, stay union and stay strong.